All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your other host, Tyler Bedson. Tyler, what kind of animal do you feel like today? Uh, a Madagascar lemur. Very specific. Are you peppy? Do you feel peppy? No, like the ones from that one movie. Uh, <laughs> what's the what's the Madagascar? What's the one's name? Like the the one that dances. Uh, the, name? the little short guy. Uh, like the, from the Madagascar the... movie, and then like you know they had the lemur in there. Yeah, and he's like the king. I can't remember his name right Are now. Are you talking about his assistant, the little short stout one? No, I'm talking about the actual tall one. In this oh, situation. I'll be the short stout one, then you can be the tall okay. one. Because well, I like funny story. I went to Universal Studios, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we were just walking around doing stuff, and uh, that came out of nowhere. Like it just like that that character like. The lemur came out of nowhere. Like he hopped out of the forest and he started dancing with children. And I wasn't sure if he was actually like an actor or somebody that like, you know, just dressed up as that lemur and was like having hanging out. And <laughs> I, I, I honestly hope it's the latter. You know, I hope that like a random person just really wanted to be that lemur that day. They're just very passionate about about that role. And they just and wanted dancing. to bring it to the world. The community. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. I feel so what do you feel like? I, I, whatever the animal is, it's definitely still sleepy. Like I could not wake up today to save my life. I'm going to say, I feel like kind of feel like a, just like a, a sleepy little Guinea pig. That's how I feel. I got too much. I got too much sleep last night for once and it hurts. You know, Chris, I'm going to tell you this. Ever seen the videos on YouTube of people like hooking up Guinea pigs and like, sleds and pulling people no i haven't but i'm gonna look it up <laughs> yeah that's it's it's very majestic like guinea pig sled teams let me make a note of that let me make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta i gotta remember that guinea pig i'm gonna put that on my to-do list joke with some friends because like she always sends me guinea pig videos because we had this long discussion one night about guinea pigs pulling people on sleds <laughs> She's like, have you ever seen those guinea pig teams where they have like tons of guinea pigs and they, they like set them up to do stuff like that? And I was like, no way. <laughs> That's what I'm doing after bodybuilding. That's my next endeavor. Um, I yeah. See it. So I'm looking that up now. I just wrote down guinea pig sled pulls on my to-do list. So, um, <laughs> so today, everyone, we're talking about a really fun topic and that is relationships in bodybuilding or relationships and bodybuilding, however you want to look at it. Um, Tyler's told me that I'm not allowed to date anymore. If that kind of prefaces my stance <laughs> on bodybuilding and relationships, um, I have to now get clearance from him and Laura for anybody that I'm entertaining. So, Tyler, if you want to start, because I'm shit worthless on this subject, you could, you could go ahead and yeah. start this so, one. So, l- let me start off by in prep or in fitness in general, you you need to have somebody supportive that wants you to achieve your goals. Like they should not be hindering your progress or, you know, in any situation making it so you can't reach your goals or feel bad about reaching your goals. And and a good example of this is actually like one of my old experiences. I remember one of my relationships in early college years, um, I was dating a girl who thought the gym was stupid. Like she personally thought any time that I went to, the gym, I was cheating on her or she would question why I went to the gym so much. And when I, when I told her I wanted to get into bodybuilding, she thought it was dumb. And like that all bodybuilders are just bad people. And like, why would you ever want to look like that? 
and it was just a lot of negativity. Well, you know, it came down to a point where she told me like, Hey, it's the gym or me. And obviously I chose the gym in that situation. You know, I think that that's a point where that should never be a choice that you have to make is if you're your fitness or somebody else like that, that's, that's where it crosses the line. And for me, unfortunately, I've been through that situation on different occasions. So kind of want to bring into light, like what it should be like if you are in a relationship during prep or with fitness in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like in my experience, you know, we've, I mean, we've seen people in our lives as well, kind of be put in this position of being asked by a significant other of like, it's this or me. And in my case, I've always said, I'm going to choose bodybuilding. Sorry. Cause it's just like what I love to do. And it's honestly what's given me the life that I'm loving to live right now. And I just don't care at that point. Right. Like I don't think ultimatums are ever a healthy thing. And, but great. I mean, there are obviously caveats to it. Like I've met people who prep makes them a very immoral, horrible person. And it's not really prep that does. It's just, that's who they are. It's just prep allows them to have the excuse to do what they want or have wanted to do. Um, I mean, we've seen it time and time again of wonderful bodybuilders kind of being held back or their careers completely stopping before they even start because they're with a partner who's either insecure in themselves and they don't necessarily want to see them, their partner in the limelight, or they can't be selfless of their time and understand that there are chapters of life where they aren't the primary focal point, right? It's like, you're looking at, this is why I always tell people like, if you're prepping for 16 weeks, for 16 weeks, you've got to be very selfish. And the closer you get to show, the more selfish you have to be. And then after show, it is your job to try to give back as much as you possibly can to your loved ones because you were the worst for 16 weeks. And I feel like that's, you know, more than fair. Yeah, that's accurate, man. Like, I, I like to bring up the situation to most people. You know, my last prep in 2019, uh, I was going through a divorce, like halfway through. And majority of the reason was that for that was, you know, my ex-wife really liked to drink and she liked to go out and that lifestyle doesn't go along with a prep at all. And it was like she was unwilling to be supportive, did not care about any of my goals at the time. And if I wasn't going out and partying or getting drunk, then she would get upset with me. Yeah. So that was something, you know, I couldn't do, but we, we split up. And I went through the remainder of that prep when a stressful situation and looking back, I should have never done that. You know, yeah, I, I was in a good spot and then, you know, we split up and I thought, you know, everything's going to be fine and I'm, I'm going to be able to do this show. But I didn't really think about how much my cortisol was raising, how much harder I was pushing myself because I was very like pissed all the time. And I ended up losing probably 10 or 11 more pounds than I should have. Shit. And I'm sure a lot of that was muscle. Like, I weighed in lighter than I ever have, man. Like, I was I was set to go in that show probably at the top of welterweight, and I went up at the top of, like, lightweight. And God. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't realize how bad that was on my body. And I was just going through so much shit at the time that my body was just like, nah, man, we're, we're not doing this. Like... But I, I kept up with it. But it, it's important, I think, to be in a good position before you ever get into a prep if you want to win. Like your your relationship has to be stable. 
I'm I'm a big adamant fan on like you should have not just started dating a person if you're about to get into a prep. <laughs> I've done that. You're, you're very guilty of that. And like, <laughs> well, that's the thing is you do, you know you get into a, a relationship, and I, I like to call the honeymoon phase for sure. And you know you you want to get to know that person, and a lot of getting to know that person is going around with doing different experiences or going out to eat or letting them meet your friends and eventually your family. And if you're sitting there in a prep and you're not able to fully be able to engage in those events, that other person's probably not going to understand. They're going to be like, okay, well, you can't come hang out with my family because you can't eat the food. Yeah. You're too tired to like hang out with me. And if they don't understand bodybuilding and how it works, that relationship's not going to work out. Yeah, it's going to cause a ton of issues and it's going to affect what you look like on stage. Like you're going to not be your best. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like where we're opposites in this. Like when you get stressed, you lose a ton of weight. When I get stressed, I just hold a ton of weight. And we saw that happen this last prep. Like I did the one thing that I I remember telling you I was not going to date during this last prep. I was like, I'm not going to do it. Cause I know how I am in relationships and I get very, very, very selfless during them towards my partner. And I put everything that I need to do on the back burner. Cause that's just how I've always been like raised as far as like, I have two very loving selfless parents and they have a wonderful relationship. So that's what I've always seen. And so I tend to do that. If I find someone I really like, I'm like, let me just give you all that I have. Take it all, whatever, fuck it. And so I like started dating and went through the honeymoon phase in the beginning of prep. And obviously like, my physique was changing very rapidly because I was in a good place, right? Super happy. Everything's great, super fun, whatever, and super supportive. And then things that like, like a halfway through prep kind of went south. And that's not something I'm going to really get into, but it just like put me in a really bad spot mentally. My anxiety was super bad. And yeah. for like six weeks, my weight wasn't changing. Like, dude, I remember that because I w- we were like, I was trying to figure it out because I'm like, dude, you're moving just fine. We really and then didn't it just change anything. And then it just stopped. stopped. And it just stopped. Yeah. And, like, and so then I'm freaking out. So it's like I've got like this whole negative feedback loop of anxiety and cortisol because I'm like not receiving the external validation that I needed at the time. And like my insecurity started to resurface and all this other stuff. And I like at this point, my therapy frequency went from once a week to twice a week type of shit. And like nothing was happening. And then I finally moved back into my environment and like, um, like compartmentalized what had happened. And then it was like two pounds dropped a day, three pounds dropped. Like it was just like my body was like, and it was one of those things. And it's something I've had to work on. Like I wasn't aware of how stressed and anxious I was until I got out of that environment, got back into mine. And I was like, oh, dude, you've been in like fight or flight mode for a month straight, yeah. you know? And so like it it threw a wrench in what I would consider the most transitional pivotal point of a prep, which is that like 11 to seven week out mark, right? Mm -hmm. Like we just, at that point, we played catch up for the rest of prep, you know, we saw where it landed and the Mm -hmm. whole time I was like, fuck dude, I knew I shouldn't have, shouldn't have done it. That's the thing is I make that rule for a lot of people and I've had discussions with some of my like even closest friends that I've coached and I've been like, Hey man, I really, I think that the rule should be like, one of my, my, my great friends and uh, long-term clients, Logan Miller, one of our rules when we met up before prep, one of the last times he prepped was we, we met up for dinner, man. We had dinner together and we talked about his prep. And I was like, my only rule, man, is I don't want you to date anybody if you're going to go into prep. Like, yeah, I don't want you, you know, 
trying to do that right now because it's just not a good situation. Well, you know, halfway through, he finds a girl he likes and, you know, it, it goes into a bad situation where it was it just didn't end up how we wanted it to. And we had to end up dropping out of the prep, which was great. You know, I understand like that that stuff happens and it's just not a good time. But, you know, it, it just comes to explain like you need to be in a good relationship with a good environment and it has to be stable before you commit to something like a contest prep because if you guys are not on the same page of what's going to happen over the next 16 weeks like not being able to go out to eat one of you may not be as emotionally available yeah uh, that's a big thing with me like i in prep i become quiet i am just to myself i could go without talking to anybody yeah that's just yeah. how I am. And I know some people on the other hand, like in my, my ex-wife, like would want to me to be available and want to go do things all the time. And that's just not the type of person I am. Yeah. So it didn't work out. And it's just like, you know, and my honest belief is there's always somebody that meshes well with your mindset mm -hmm. and you just have to find that person. And like, I've been with Laura now for, you know, three years and it's like, it, it it's works. so much better you know yeah. it, it's it, we're, we're the same person when it comes to that mindset like whenever she's in prep she is very reserved and quiet and she likes to just you know we, we can sit in the same room together we don't have to say a single word to each other yeah yeah and that's completely okay mm -hmm. she doesn't want to go out she yeah. wants to you know stay at home and focus on herself and you know eat her meals and and that's the, the type of person that i needed in my life for me to be successful with bodybuilding as well. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's boundaries and expectations. I mean, in, in any relationship, but especially in this case, like this is a very demanding sport in all aspects, like mentally, physically, emotionally. And you have to, I think as competitors, you have to communicate very clearly and concisely of like, I need this from you because X, Y, and Z. And this is why, like when I'm, two weeks out from a show, I might need you to do a little bit more things around the apartment because I physically, the concept of getting up and walking to my bathroom is a daunting task to go pee. I'd rather pee myself than get off this couch, right? But it's like, you have to look at it from all, all perspectives. And it, and it's e I say it's easier. If you've prepped before, you should kind of know how you act or react to certain things. And if you don't, learn some amount of emotional intelligence for the love of God to help everybody out in this world and be self-aware. And I tell people all the time, like, I know at a certain point in prep, I shut down emotionally and nothing matters. And it's just how it is where I can't like fathom, like I can't get sad. And, and it's super awful to kind of say, because like those, um, those emotions kind of just disappear by the end of it. Like you, you know, you throw a little bit of Novodex at me and it's like, I don't have a soul anymore. And it's like, I can be present, but it's like, you have to know that ahead of time. So I tell people like, Hey, this is what prep is like. This is how I am. And this is kind of what I need in this case. And if you can provide that cool. And if you can't, like, this is not going to be conducive to either of us. Like I'm going to have to be selfish for this chapter of life and then after this chapter of life i will give everything back to you and then some because i will feel very bad for how selfish i had to be yeah but again a lot of times i think people are afraid to 
and I get it. I'm that same way. I'm afraid to ask anybody to do anything for me, you know, but it's like, it's necessary because otherwise you're going to start holding resentment or you're going to be like, Oh, they're not helping. Well, if they don't know how to help specifically, you can't get mad at them for not knowing. Right. Like that's the thing. Yeah. I think people need to be more open with communication of what they need and prep and vice versa. Like, I'll use a, another good example from this, and I'm sure they won't mind. Uh, Kyle Flowers, his last prep, you know, he won his light heavyweight class of like 11 people. We got first place, and he's ecstatic, you know. But a lot of that went like came about because of the support from his fiance. Yeah. So his fiance, Jules, I remember she messaged me at one time during prep, and I thought this was like the coolest thing ever. She was like, hey, is there anything I can do better to help Kyle so that he is successful in this prep. We love And Jules. I was like, you know, and my 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 response was like, you know, maybe just like uh pick up some of the slack on his end as far as like household chores or help him with his meals occasionally. That stuff goes so far because he's low energy and understand more if he isn't as emotionally available. Yeah. And she was like, great, like okay, I can do that stuff. I appreciate you. And then she asked me another thing. She was like, I want to put a gift bag together for him to make help him with his prep. What things can I get him? And because of all this stuff, I truly feel like Kyle was more successful in his bodybuilding competition prep because of who he had surrounding him. Yeah. And and we if, see with the relationship too, like he's given yeah. it back and then some sense, you know what I mean? Like if Jules was, you know, mad at him or pissed off at him because of like not showing enough attention or like getting mad at him because you know say he left the bowl on the counter then it's going to cause fights and that's going to cause issues in the relationship which is going to cause him to probably eventually quit the prep or come in with a bad placing or have a negative taste towards bodybuilding but she made it a great experience for him i think man like i always tell people bodybuilding is truly a team sport if you're in a relationship 100 percent, 100 percent it's just how it has to be like you guys are both on a team and it's like that's your your support system and if you don't have a good support system in this sport you're going to get destroyed you can't do this by yourself i've tried i've tried and i've tried and you cannot do it by yourself at all it's it's a lot you know what i mean like it's it's yeah. it's it, it, like you said it is this sport is all encompassing and it takes literally your entire day and everything that you do you have to control every variable imaginable especially in prep to the nines and it's like i and it's one of those things i struggle with is like asking for help because i am a prideful little shit and i'm stubborn and if i you could rip your arm off and hand it to me and i still wouldn't say uncle but you have to ask for help and but it's like you you also have to like remember like like i said we just keep going back to it's communication like you cannot go into a prep especially if it's like the first prep you've done as a relationship and not have any amount of conversation like and this isn't like a one-time conversation at the beginning of prep like it's 16 weeks out you aren't like hey i'm gonna need this this and this boom see you on show day it's like there are ever evolving conversations that need to occur throughout prep to kind of understand where you're at like you have to voice where your headspace is you have to voice what you need where you're at. And as, as the partner, especially if you've never prepped, a lot of these things might seem dramatic. Like I've had people say that, like get kind of gaslight me. Like when you were three weeks out, cognitive function is not a thing anymore. I am forgetful. 
I am just trying to get through the day as efficiently as you, because that's what your body's doing. You are so depleted. Your brain is literally saying, I'm going to slow down my function to preserve energy because it requires energy for me to think and move properly. So like as a partner, uh, you might have to do a little bit more because your partner is kind of not entirely a human at this point. Like they are just a vessel, you know? And that's the thing is like, it's hard to get somebody to understand competition prep unless they've already done it to the full mm -hmm. extent, yeah. you know? And like, I think a lot of people will fight because the other person doesn't quite comprehend how the other feels. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to relate with somebody if you've had no experience with it. For sure. You know, that's, that's like, that's why I always say with like, me as a coach, you know, I, I love to go through a prep because it teaches me more about how to relate with my people. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I've seen relationships get better because the other person experiences it afterwards. Like I, I can use another example of clients like, um, Jacob hood and Felicity love you guys. Mm -hmm. But Jacob, when he was going through prep with me, Felicity had not really been into fitness or anything. And, uh, they were kind of like, you know, going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Oh, after he did a show, he ended up like placing top 10 at nationals. His first show did yeah. well, you know, she decided she wanted to try it out. Yeah. And she did the first figure competition. And after she did that, I know she has a big understanding of what goes into it and they get along very, very yeah, well now. They're awesome. Like, yeah. you know, and it, it's like, you can tell like she, she may not be as much into bodybuilding like off season and, you know, but she did it and she gets it. So yeah. I know from now on, like when she does her next prep or he does her next, he does his next prep, they're going to be fully supportive of each other because yeah. they know what it takes. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a very important thing, you know, with anybody in prep, like you don't have to, I wouldn't say you have to have done it, but you have to be able to have an understanding and be able to listen and understand what that person currently is. Like if they're, if they're like, Hey, you know, I've had situations where I want to get pissed off, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm about to yell, I'm about to go off, I'm just, I'm just in a bad mood. And instead of me going off on somebody, I'll be like, "Hey, you know, I'm just not in a quite a good mood to talk right now. I just think it's best that I be left alone." Mm -hmm. And that prevents all the fights in the world, man. I've, I've had to do that to my own parents. If, if, if the person <laughs> is understanding of that, because I've had that too, where I'm like, "Hey, I don't feel." This was a relationship I was in last year. I was like, I don't feel emotionally present enough to have conversation that you want to have today. Like, I just don't have it in me. I'm going to talk to you later. And then it was, uh, well, why are you mad at me? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not I'm mad at you. I am hormonally ruined right now. I'm, I'm mad at the concept of existing at this point. Like, don't make this about, you see what I'm saying? Like, so there's still, even then it's like communicate clearly and concisely and, and transparently, but you also on the flip end, if you are the partner, you need to understand this is not a you versus them situation. You all are in this together. It's just right now it's like them versus them. And you're, tr it's like trying to keep that reeled into where it's just your internal and it doesn't become an external battle. Right. So don't make it external. Yeah. And that's the thing is like a lot of people just can't quite understand that. That's yeah. just the key is like, it's, it's a weird thing we're going through. And like for males, especially, I think when the aromatase inhibitors start getting introduced, God. that's when the issues happen. Like, you know, when Arimidex is in there, aromasin, and it's just like your estrogen levels are bottomed mm -hmm. out. You have no libido, you have no emotion. 
I think that's where a lot of the problems start to happen. Yeah. Um, because you're just kind of, you're dead to the world and you're trying to make it by each day. I, and yeah, I become objective, like in the weirdest way where like, I remember last year during prep, my family, my aunt and uncle and two cousins, they live not far from me. Their family dog of, he was like 16 years old, passed away. And my mom called me and she's like, Hey, you need to go give your aunt Leslie, you know, your condolences. Rocky died. And I just went, Oh man, I hate that. And she was like, are you not upset? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm bummed. But, and she's like, well, you, you just don't seem like, like reactive. Like you usually, like you don't seem like very, like, you know, riled up about it. And I was like, well, it's, it's unfortunate. He was old though. And that was like the end yeah. of the conversation. And like, it's sad, it sounds so insensitive, but like yeah. genuinely that is all that you can get. Like it, I stopped looking both ways before crossing the street type of shit by the end of prep. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it is, unfortunately. And it's like you have to voice that as best as you possibly can. But people can't understand that unless they've been through it where it's like you literally feel empty. Like there's nothing yeah. behind my eyes at that point. I'm empty. And I think the communication part of that, like I've explained that, you know, in situations like Laura knows how that stuff works, you know. So I know she's fully prepared for when I go through my next prep to understand like, hey, I may just not be emotionally available. It's nothing <laughs> against you. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. Mm -hmm. You're still like, you're still my wife. Like I still love you. It's just, I need to focus on all I can focus on right now, which is this prep. So it becomes a selfish sport. It really is. It's it like has to be through and through. It is the most selfish sport you can possibly get into. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the the support system your relationship is going to make or break you million and it, it's it's just how it is like i i've seen people that i think could be some of the greatest bodybuilders like they could they have a chance of becoming pro and they've just ruined everything by their relationship issues yeah I've, i know a couple of them and i like yeah we both know a few where i'm just like yeah. why did this end you know what i mean like there's just all the potential in the world and it just didn't it, it even through. goes to the, the general nutrition level man like i have <laughs> i have multiple clients and you know they they really want to follow their plan they really want to get results and then you know their significant other is just not on board or even their friends like yeah. work are not on board they're kind of like making fun of them for eating chicken and rice or because they're trying to eat healthy and they're not getting McDonald's with the rest of the team or because they won't go out to eat pizza every Friday. Now they're like wife's upset with them and like belittles them almost like it's like, yeah, find new fucking friends. Those aren't your friends. I've had to tell people that I'm like, you need to find a better circle because these people aren't supportive of you. There's... And, it, and it sucks to hear that sometimes because you know, you, you think you make good friends and it's like, um, it, it reminds me of my dad one time, man, my dad, back in the day, he worked for the post office, he, you know, he's retired military mm -hmm. and now he's, he's got double retirement from the post office. So he, he, you know, worked at multiple different places and the army, he was of course, very physically fit. Of course, once he got out of it, he got out of shape pretty bad mm -hmm. working as a mail carrier and he wanted to lose weight. So he, you know, started following a strict diet, working out. He was, you know, doing cardio every day. And he lost, I think it was like 45 or 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. Well, some of his friends at work and some of the guys he knew, they started a rumor that he had cancer. Now what's what? what? 
Yeah. yeah they, they, they started being like, Lance must have cancer. You know, he lost all that weight. He looks like a cancer patient now. Oh, hell. No, he didn't, look, he didn't look like a cancer patient. He just lost. He looked weight. like his normal weight he was supposed to be. He was in yeah. shape. Yeah. But instead of them supporting him, they started, like, talking bad about him. Yeah. Like. And that, that's how the society is these days. It's like anybody, like, if you eat clean, you're automatically on a diet. People want to see you do good, but not better than them is what it comes down to, man. They can't do it. If they're, if you're doing something, they can't, they get upset. I, I've seen that with relationships too, where like one of the, one of the people gets in shape and the other one starts getting jealous. Yep. I've, I've yeah. dealt with it. I've had, yeah, I've dealt with that a lot with coaching couples. Um, but another example using my parents, cause my parents are the shit and they are so in love with each other. You know, growing up, I was obese. Like I've talked about, and my dad, was skinny as a rail all the way through college, right? And then once he married my mom and my mama can cook, Chuck got a little little chunky, right? My dad my dad got pretty thick over the years. And so and when I wanted to lose all the weight when I was 15, my dad also wanted to lose a bunch of weight because we were going on a backpacking trip to New Mexico for three weeks because I am, if you guys can't tell by my appearance, I'm an Eagle Scout very clearly. And so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I actually am. And so I did it all tiger cub all the way through. And so like for sure nerd. And, um, but we had to go, but there was like a weight limit. And so my dad was like, I have to make the weight limit to go. And I did too. So we kind of like tag teamed it. And so my dad went to my mom and was like, I need to lose weight and I love you, but cooking probably should change a little bit. And so my mom just like, my dad wanted to do a ketogenic diet because he didn't really want to work out. So he just had a step goal and did keto. Right. And it, it worked perfectly for him. And so my mom literally just cleared out the pantry and cleared out the fridge and just started reading cookbook after cookbook after cookbook and learning how to do keto and just started cooking keto for him and changed everything for him. And he lost like 80 pounds because I have the most loving, supportive mother you could ever imagine. And he's kept the weight off because that's what my mom's like. She's like, if this is what we're doing, I'm going to do it too. And she's lost like 30, 40 pounds and they both have like a daily step goal and they both challenge each other and they go on walks together. And it's like, that's what a healthy supportive relationship is supposed to look like. Like at no Absolutely. point he was like, Oh, you don't love my cooking. He's like, Oh no, clearly I love your cooking. We all clearly love it. Right. Like yeah. we were, <laughs> boys can eat. We know how to put it down, but that's what she did. She changed everything. She never took offense to it. And then and to go a step further, she's like, I want to do it too. So now they do it together and it's their thing. You know, that's the that's coolest shit ever. I think some of the greatest results I've seen are from couples that decide to sign up with me at the same time. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I, I'll have a couple sign up with me. They both lose like 40 or 50 pounds each and they're like change their whole entire lives. They change their lifestyles completely. It's always the issue when I have one start and the other doesn't want to. Yep. And you know, and, and I feel like if you're, if your significant others on board with you and your goals, you're always going to be successful million percent uh, even you know they don't have to be a hundred percent you know but as long as they like are supportive of what you're doing and you know they try then i think it's just going to break you even better but it's always the ones that like resent what you're doing that cause issues they sabotage like, too man i've been oh, i've man. been saboted before same dude i remember like during my prep i was out sometimes till 4 a.m drinking sugar-free red bulls because the the one the one I was with just had to go out to drink at clubs and bars, and I of course you know want to make whoever I'm with happy, mm -hmm. but it was so detrimental for everything I was trying to do at the time. Like 
bodybuilding does not you're not going to do well in bodybuilding if you're up till 4 a.m every night trying to make somebody else happy and then you're doing cardio like at 6 a.m afterwards like yeah. my, my situation last year um you know i was a roofing contractor and i was doing hail restoration and there's a hailstorm that hit right down the street hit a major part of town and so it was like goodwill i mean it was it was open season right we're all going ape shit knocking doors trying to get people to sign up to file insurance claims and so i was doing that trying to grow the coaching business to go full time because i hated a roofing and the partner i was with at the time stayed with me for like six weeks and again it was like the most pivotal point of prep it's always like 11 to six weeks out or whatever it may be and we had one means of transportation because they flew in because it was a long distance relationship and so i would get up at like 3 34 o'clock and i'd go do my cardio and then i'd go to the job site and i'd be out from you know, 5 a.m. until 6 or 7 p.m., like all day knocking doors and everything else and doing what I needed to do. And I was eating my meals and and then I'd go train. And I'd do my second round of cardio and I'd come home and, you know, I, I didn't set expectations or like what I needed. But like so I'd come home and the apartment would be a disaster and I'd have to go clean it up and everything else. So that kind of make me a little grumpy. And then she'd be like, hey, like I have another free meal. She's getting like three free meals a week because she wasn't following her meal plan to a T she was under eating and her coach wanted her to gain weight. So I was having to take her to five guys like three times a week at the, at like late at night after everything I had, you know, the whole day and I'm having to sit there and just smell five guys. So I'd lose my mind. And it's like, she, like I'd get like a diet root beer or something like as if that's going to save my sanity at this point. And then we go home and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for bed. And she's like, why don't you want to hang out with me? And I'm like, cause I have to get up in six hours. And it was a fight every night. For the entirety of you know what i'm saying so it was like the combination of like that or like pop tarts would be in the apartment i'd open up the pantry and see pop tarts and just be like motherfucker you know what i mean like and it was like that for a, a two a month and a half right and then the second she went back home my physique started changing again because again i was out of a very stressful toxic environment and it was the same thing that happened last year too where we were just like nothing was happening and then start stuff started happening and then we looked back and we went oh so-and-so isn't here anymore. That's the only thing that's changed, right? Like, that's appearance was the same. Stress was lower, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's just... the thing, man. I remember, like, I got out of my my last relationship during that prep, and it was like, I was stalled in weight loss for, like, probably like, four or five weeks because we were going through uh, me trying to make her happy and save a relationship that wasn't working. Yeah. And I finally decided I was done with it. I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I've had enough. Yeah. And... I kicked her out of the house, and ever since then, it was like, bam, I dropped, like, I'm telling you, like, four pounds a week. Yeah, Like, yeah. my coach at the time was, like, went from, like, worried that I wasn't going to make it to the show to, like, holy shit, we need to refeed you more often. Yeah. And, and it was crazy how, like, fast I was responding, though. But it was, like, what happened, in my opinion, is I was so stressed out during the times that my coach was lowering my food to try to get me to move because he thought that was, like, you mm -hmm. know, the issue. Yeah. But I was so stressed out. So that when I stopped being stressed out and things got a little bit better for me, everything was so low that my body was just like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. yeah. And like, we couldn't really catch back up. I, I, like I said, like I lost so much weight so quick that it was just not healthy. Was this for the Knox? Yeah. I remember seeing you there. That was the first time I ever saw you. You were peeled. Yeah. You were very I peeled. I was peeled, but I, like I said, I probably lost 11 more pounds than I should have. Yeah, and, yeah. No, it was not. It wasn't my coach's fault. It was nothing. I should have probably not done that prep. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I look back at that and I'm like, why did I decide to still compete going through something where I cannot be, you know, I, I was 110% all in. Yeah. But I shouldn't have been. Well, you and I both are the same way where it's like you pick a stage and I'm going to get up there. Yeah. My God, like there's no other fucking option for me. Like I've, I've chewed, I've sunk my teeth into that goal. It's anything less than that is, is a fail to me. And it's just, I mean, it's again, that's my pride, you know, more than anything, but it's, it's one of those things, man, like we say you live and you learn, I'm still trying to learn, you know, <laughs> you're young. So that's the thing is, man, like I've, I've had to deal with the stuff and I try to tell everybody that I know I'm like, Hey, the goal in life. And I always tell people this is you need to be happy. Like, yeah. A relationship should not be arguing like now that i'm with laura we have not argued once in the years we've been together yeah you do not have to argue to have a happy relationship i don't i i've seen people say like well a little bit of arguing is healthy i'm like no you don't have to do that yeah dis- disagreeing and arguing are two different things exactly you know you, and that's the thing is like when it whenever it's getting to the point where it's affecting like your sleep or it's affecting your adherence or your schedule or how you feel about life in general. Like if you're like being put down or something like that, it's probably not a healthy relationship. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I don't really, I mean, that's, I don't know, man. It's, I gotta, well, here's the thing. The next person that I meet, you have to email Tyler at builtbybedson.com and there will be a screening process because we can't keep doing this shit. We can't. Here's the thing is like, there's so many, there's so many people in the fitness and I always say this, like it's, it's, it's nice for people that are into fitness to meet other people into fitness. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that shit's like two crazy people. (laughs) That's the thing. So this is my, my stance on that. And, and, and it's a blanket blanket statement. There are caveats to it, but at the end of the day, a majority of us get into fitness for a multitude of reasons, but primarily what I see is like, it's, it's an insecurity thing. You were picked on body image, whatever it may be. Right. And I think those insecurities are so, at least maybe in my case, deeply seated that they don't ever completely leave you. Right. Like those, especially if like, if you were bullied in your youth, that is like kind of ingrained in you in some capacity. And so we get into fitness as a coping mechanism or in some people like they treat it as it being therapeutic. And though it is therapeutic in certain ways, it is not therapy. Like it is not everything that some of us need. Like I finally accepted like training was not all the therapy that I needed. It was an outlet, but I needed to actually seek a therapist and that's helped me a lot. But what I'm getting at to get into the competition circuit, I do believe you have to be a little bit unhinged as a person to be really good at it. I think that there has to be something slightly off and there's nothing wrong with that to make a really good competitor. And so yeah. you put these people in a room who all have something a little bit off. They're either still have deeply seated insecurities or body image or self-deprecation and you put them together and we're all obviously used to, we all become slightly used to external validation and, yeah. and, and also a lot of times we don't know how we actually look. And then you see someone who you perceive as insanely attractive and you're like, oh, they're on my league and they show interest in you. And you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. And you, you start dating before you actually learn like, oh, hey, we both have X issues 
and we can't <laughs> be the ones to, f- we have to fix them individually. But I think a lot of people try to rely on others to fix them, right? Yeah. I always tell people that, like, I pay a therapist. You, I'm not paying you to fix me. That's not what you're here for, right? So I think that's where a lot of the issue ca- can come from. Is like you're getting two mentally insane people in certain ways who just want to date each other because they think that, like, they're, the other person's out of their league, right? And then it just causes yeah. issues beyond that. Issues. Yeah, I think it's it's finding the right person, man, which can yeah. be hard. Yeah. And you, you have to find somebody that messes with you and your lifestyle and your goals. Um, mm-hmm. You can't force a relationship. I've learned that the hard way, you know, yeah. and that's why I've had a divorce. The first person I was not the right person, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been fortunate enough to find somebody that really matches with my goals, matches with my my ethics, like how I feel about what a lifestyle is. And I'm very, very blessed for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very hard to find. And a lot of people are just like, you know, searching for that and they search for it in the wrong places and it causes issues. And it's hard to accept that those issues are like a thing, you know, it, it it's hard to find the perfect person for each individual. Yes. And I think a lot of people are still searching for that. The biggest thing I will tell somebody is it, it should come naturally. Love should come naturally. Mm-hmm. Like if you are in a relationship, it should be natural and you should not have to sit there and try to make things work. They should just work. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously there are growing pains within a relationship too, but for the most part, like it should just work. Like it's not like, like things don't have to be difficult for the sake of being difficult at the end of the day. But again, I think it always comes down to 99% of problems in a relationship can usually be proactively fixed through communication, boundaries, and expectations. You set boundaries, you communicate your expectations of one another, and you try to fulfill those things. And then it becomes simple of figuring out, okay, this isn't working because either you didn't meet expectation in this situation or you disrespected X boundary. That's a lot easier than just trying to read minds because I don't know if people realize we can't read minds, you know? Yeah, that's that's the truth, man. Communication should be key in any relationship, whether it be with your friends, with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your fiance, your husband, your wife. Make sure you're telling them how you feel. Make sure you're making them set up for the expectations that are going to happen. Tell them your goals. Tell them what you want to achieve. And if you don't be honest with these things or how you're feeling, that that's on you if, you know, problems arise. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. That's, I mean, I think that's really the, the gist of this all, um, kind of coming to, to a close now, um, next episode, we will have a lovely guest, IFBB pro Mrs. Laura Bedson. So we can talk more about y'all's relationship as it is pretty much perfect as far as I'm concerned. Um, but until then guys, we love and appreciate you check us out on Spotify and now Apple podcast, please follow us, leave us a review Turn on your post notifications um, as I will be uploading podcasts about every other day is what I'm hoping to do. Um, And give us any and all feedback through Instagram if you would like. Um, You can message either one of us. My Instagram is at cp.legs. I still have to tell that story one day. Um, And then Tyler, yours is just Tyler Bedson, right? 
Tyler underscore Bedson. Yeah. So you give us feedback, you know, repost us, tell your friends and family, all that good stuff. We'd really appreciate it. The support's awesome. This is done far better than I had anticipated in the first week. And we want to keep providing what we can to you guys and make this as perfect as we can. So whatever you guys want from us, please let us know. And like I said, till next time, thank you for watching the modcast, listening to the modcast, not watching. That was stupid. Um, and we will see you guys shortly. Good day.